The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The BMW i4 M50. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Experience the power of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper as BMW M-engineered handling takes you through every twist and turn. The complete suite of intuitive technology keeps you connected. The pure performance keeps your heart racing. The BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. One of the common themes that has come up over and over and over on the show is what is the best. Quotes, what is the best time of day to work out? What is the best protein? What is the best exercise for my abs? What is the best form of cardio? Makes for great articles, bad science. And as I have said, and will continue to say, the answer to that should be first and foremost, it depends. And the experts I bring on here always say, it depends when faced with a question like that. And people who really don't know what they're talking about don't say it depends. They give you an answer. A black and white answer that doesn't apply to everybody in every situation with every goal and different characteristics. And that goes to today's show, the first of many that I will do on running shoes. The best. What's the best running? And I added in or walking or workout shoe because. The information I'm going to give you and the studies I'm going to read to you and talk about four different studies applied to all three of those, running, walking, workout. And this is a question I get all the time. Tom, what's the best running shoe? Tom, what shoe do you wear? And I've told the story how when I first started running many, many years ago, I was running in New York City, was wearing a certain type of shoe, and I wanted a new pair, wanted to try something new, went into a great running store that was managed by, and the employees, the salespeople, were runners, Kenyans, some of them. Real elite runners. It's how they, they made money while you know working during the day and running on the weekends, and they knew what they were talking about. And when I said to one of these very well-educated and experienced salespeople, persons, that I wanted new shoes, they asked why. And I told them why, that I just wanted a new pair. And they said, 
are those working for you? And I said, yeah. And they said, then you're not getting new ones. And they wouldn't sell me something different. And that's really rare. And that goes against kind of one of the main themes of this show. Yes, it's about money when it comes to sneakers and the marketing and everything that goes with it. And as you will see, it's not about the science. It's not about the science, even though oftentimes you are told it is. All right. So what is the best running or walking or workout shoe? When we come back from this break, going to get right into it. Be right back. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And we are back. Suffice it to say, yes, I have extensive experience personally in running shoes. I've been doing it since I was a kid. Over 70 marathons, ultra marathons, almost 30 Ironmans, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of 5K, 10K, half marathons, and more. And I was the kid on the bench my entire childhood with shin splints. And many ankle issues, piriformis issues. And that will go to another theme of today's show. That so often the issues attributed to the shoes are not. Or at least we can't tell. But many of those so-called experts will tell you, oh, absolutely. It's exactly why you have the issue you have. I can say almost, you, you never know, 100%. But that wasn't my issue. It wasn't the shoes I was wearing at the time. It was the fact that I was getting run to death too much too soon, along with weaknesses and all the other things I'll talk about. So it wasn't the shoes. And what I found out personally, I can pretty much wear any shoes. And that shouldn't be the case. I have a super long, call it monkey feet, my second toe longer than my first. And that should lead to issues. Running-related issues hasn't. And I will give you one of my ideas, theories why. And they're all theories, people. 
Because as I will pull together here, like so much in exercise and nutrition, running shoes and causality, really, really hard to determine. Correlation or causality, right? We're constantly trying to figure that out. Well, I would argue when it comes to running shoes, all of these experts, the vast majority are telling you, oh no, I, exactly. You should be barefoot. You should be running in, you know, uh, stability. You should be running in, pick your newest shoe flavor of the month. And they'll tell you that's the way, that's the reason, that's the cause, that's what you should wear. But what does science really say? I think this will really surprise you. And yes, I can lump all three in because this is a broad topic, running, walking, or workout. Now, obviously there are differences, but I'm going to give you the basics that apply to all three. And let me start with this. As I have alluded to already several times, there are so many self-proclaimed experts when it comes to running shoes and so few who have any idea what they're talking about. So few. I've heard a couple lectures over the years, met a couple people, a handful, where I said, that person knows what they're talking about. And they, not a one of them, say, this is the one way. Oh, it's all barefoot. Oh, this is exactly what you should do. No. It's going to go to what I talk about when I talk about individual differences and characteristics. But there's so many experts. And let me give you an example of one. I've talked about this before. Had the misfortune many years ago of meeting a CEO's running guru. And this CEO said, you have to meet this person. This person is going to tell you they're, they're magic. They will tell you exactly what you need to know about your running and your gait and what shoe is perfect for you. I don't want to get too deep in this because I'm going to get angry. But met the person. Person said, walk 10 feet in that direction and walk 10 feet back. And then that person told me a laundry list of issues I had and then a specific shoe that I should wear as a result. And when I told this person what shoe I wore, they were adamant that that was the exact opposite of what I should be wearing. This person asked me not one question, questions that I will bring up in a second. Not one. Well, let me get to these questions. <laughs> questions like, what do you do? Do you run? Do you compete? Do you work out? What's your distance if you do run? How many races? Have you done any marathon? Nothing. Not a one. And with a 10-step test in one direction, 10-step walk back, knew exactly that my glutes weren't firing, that, oh my gosh, I'm going to get angry. I'm not going to go. not going to go any deeper. So that's one example, but I have witnessed that over and over, over the years. And like so much in fitness and nutrition, this field of shoes is so open to personal biases, right? Oh, because that person's the barefoot person, you should be too. And just like Matt Fitzgerald said, amazing when I had him on to talk about his book, Diet Cults, he had a line basically, and I'm paraphrasing, that was the mere fact that there are so many one ways to 
eat shows you that there is no one way. That's the flaw. And the same principle holds true with shoes. So just because it works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. In fact, it, it couldn't be farther from the reason why you should try something is just because it works for one person. That's something, but is there's so many other questions that need to be asked. Okay? And number two, as I said earlier, so many of the issues attributed to the shoes themselves are questionable at best. But it's a great way to sell you the shoe or the run training program. Did a podcast not too long ago about running form and things like that. Questionable. Questionable when it comes to the issues attributed to, but that's a way to sell those shoes and that running program, that style of running. Oh, yeah, you got knee pain? Well, it's absolutely because you're in that shoe and you need to wear the shoe I'm wearing or you need to run the way I'm running without looking at any of your personal characteristics or what you're doing and what your goals are. And number three, as I said earlier, it's about function, not fashion. So even though I wanted to change my shoes because I wanted, I wanted some different color, something that looked different. No, I had what worked. And that is one of the enormous takeaways, not only for shoes, but everything else in exercise and nutrition. When you find something that works, you stick with it. Now you want to add variation in. And even when it comes to nutrition, the more varied our diet, the better. But when you find something that works, you, you put that in a specific column and you stay there. Okay? And number four, the it depends. It's incredible how many times, how often that comes up here on the show, but for good reason. That guru asked me not one of questions like, are you a walker? Are you a runner? Are you racing? Are you running on trails? Are you running on treadmills? How many miles a week do you run, if at all? How frequently? Nothing. And those are all so important. And when you go to a reputable shoe store, hard to find, you're going to be hard-pressed to find what I had in New York City, access to a Kenyan, a, you know, two hour and change marathoner, I think 220s, this gentleman was back in the day. But it depends. And one thing they can do too, by the way, when you go into a store like that, they will look at your shoes. Why will they do that? To see the wear and tear. To see where, is it the inside or the outside or the, where is the wear pattern on your shoes? Because that tells you a lot about what how your feet move, your individual biomechanics and kinematics. You have different arch types. We all have different arch types, high arch, low arch. You're a pronator, a supinator, an overpronator. Again, those are things that can be determined by things as simple as looking at your shoes. And then there's something I've talked about this before, really, uh, you talk about in the world of fitness technology that I'll talk about shortly as well, uh, the wet test. You take a paper bag, you wet the bottom of your foot, you step on that bag. The amount of arch you see will tell you what type of arch you have and whether you're probably a pronator, supinator, or overpronator. And that's the way your foot rolls, okay? 
inside or outside, pronate or supinate. And so all of these factors come into play. So just because your friend has a pair of shoes that works for them, the same way the food or the type of workout that they enjoy might not be what you enjoy or what, what works for you. Same thing with shoes. Now, let me say, this is not talked about enough. I am fortunate that I have made my passion my vocation. I am in a studio, you know, my studio. I am standing, I can control so much. And that was my goal for years. So in other words, I wore a business suit and business shoes for a very short amount of time, just long enough to confirm to myself that this was not what I wanted to do for a living. Why do I say that? Because business shoes are horrible. And women with high-heeled shoes. So my point is that what we wear all day long might be really important too. It's just like you can go to the gym three, four, five times a week for an hour, but you can totally undo that with what you do the rest of the day. So you can go for runs in great shoes. You can work out, go for walks in shoes that work for you. And then you're in six-inch heels or really uncomfortable business shoes all day. What do you think is going to make a bigger difference? So that goes to causality again. Maybe you're blaming your workout shoes, your running shoes, your walking shoes, when it's what you're wearing the other 23 and a half hours of the day or whatever the waking hours are. All important. So back to individual characteristics. Something that whoever is helping you pick your shoes, look at your uh, kinematics, your, your, the way you run, the way you walk, what you're going to use for what you're going to do. Yeah, you can just start by watching. That's one way. It's not the be-all, end-all observation. Put me on a treadmill, walk, show me how, you know, valgus versus varus knees. Are they in or are they out? You know, different observational points that we can see. That's where you start. And then again, the shoes, we're going to look at the shoes and then you can do the wet foot. But I know many of you who are into the fitness tech, this is so old school because now the fitness technology is amazing. I went into a major shoe retailer in Boston and they had the 3D scanner for your foot. You stepped into basically an open box and it in seconds had I think it was hundreds of data points on my, you know, 3D scanning of my foot, how big it is, how wide it is, absolute, with absolute certainty. And then it's, you know, spit out all of these amazing characteristics individual to me for my feet. So it wasn't guessing and it wasn't just measuring the old school way of putting your foot in that measurement, you know, tool that we've used for Decades upon decades. And now you can even use your phone. Nike has a new augmented reality tool which measures your feet. Same type of accuracy as that 3D scanner. It uses your smartphone, scans your foot. And I think the one I'm thinking of had about 13 data points. But it's mapping your foot within seconds. Your foot morphology, as they call it. So where am I getting to? What am I, what am I saying here? Again, 
You have to ask yourself all these questions. I'm going to give you the takeaway, the best shoe for you. But it's similar to sports nutrition. It's similar to finding the exercise you like. It's about trial and error, people. And I'm sorry, that even if you can do the 3D scanner, you can do all of those different things. But as I will illustrate to you through the, te- through the studies, rather, that I'm going to highlight, it's not the be-all, end-all. There is no one way. There is no best shoe. And if and any expert tells you there is, run the other way, barefoot. <laughs> Quick break, final break. When we come back, going to get into just four studies. So interesting. What's the basic science is the first study. Going to read you, you know, the basics, break it down really quickly. Current methodology, is that working? The, the, when we're checking, even when we figure out if you're a pronator, supinator, overpronator and give you a shoe, is that, is that right? Is there science behind that? And then really interesting study, and many of you who are into running will have heard of it or the results of it. Can the shoe help performance? Are there actually shoes that can really help you go faster? And finally, I'm going to finish up with, is the more expensive shoe the better one? Is that the way to go? Does cost make a difference? All right. Four really interesting studies that apply to walking, running, working out. And the fourth one about is more expensive better, that's specifically looked at over 300,000 people who worked out. That's a good sample size. All right. Final break. We'll be right back. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Talking about what is the best running or walking or workout shoe for you. It depends. And I feel bad. <laughs> I, I do. I, I feel frustrated for you because there are so few running stores and people who know what they're talking about. And I can't help you any more than give you this information as, as a starting point so that you at least won't be swayed by those self-proclaimed experts and the people who are just trying to sell stuff. 
the companies who are just trying to sell stuff. And that's that fourth study about the expense. Does it matter? But all I can do is give you as much information so that you can make the most educated decision for you. So what you're going to do matters. How often you're going to do matters. Do it matters. And your specific biomechanics, kinematics, the way your body moves and works and is, your characteristics, that all, uh, you have to take all of this into account. And then finally, what you like. And let, let, listen, even though it's function, not fashion, I also want to find the one that looks the best, that functions the best. Let's be honest. I mean, yes, I have, I'm not someone who goes out and like the bright orange shoes. I have a friend who loves those and, and many of my friends do. And if those are the right ones for you, sorry, those are the ones you have to use whether you like them or not, because we don't want to get hurt. We want to enjoy it. So it is function over fashion, but try to find the function, functioning ones that, that you like the best as well. There's, there's options is my point. All right. Four studies real quick. What is the basic science? Journal of Sports Medicine 2009. Title is, Is Your Prescription of Distance Running Shoes Evidence-Based? All right, they're like, is there science behind all of this prescription, what we're told we need to use when we run long distances? And again, these are the extremes. So you walkers and workout people still applies to you. The objective of this study was to basically look at the research to determine whether the current practice of prescribing distance running shoes featuring elevated cushioned heels and pronation control systems tailored to the individual's foot type is evidence-based. So this is where it gets confusing. Are we supposed to wear certain shoes based on our feet? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, the results, no, no original research is 2009. So there's more since then, but Listen, there's not a lot. I can tell you that right now. No original research met the study criteria was identified either directly or via the findings of the six systematic reviews identified. Okay, they pared it down to six. Bottom line is there's not a huge wealth of information out there as much as you would think. It's more about selling you shoes. And listen, people, if this worked the way it's supposed to, just like the way weight loss and gyms are not really working. Like we're getting heavier, we're getting less healthy and fewer people can run, right? My knees hurt. I can't do it because of my back. That's why I talk about how I so strongly believe that everyone should try to be able to run because that forces everyone to fix their weak links. Doesn't mean you have to run, but why can't you is my point. What's the issue keeping you from running? You should fix that. And doctors shouldn't say, well, you shouldn't just shouldn't run. Okay, but my point is they're often <laughs> just selling you stuff to sell you stuff. It's not based on the science. All right, study number two, what's the current methodology? This ties into study number one. This was British Journal of Sports Medicine as well. Same researchers, I believe, 2011. They looked at, the title is, the effect of three different levels of footwear stability on pain outcomes in women runners, a randomized control trial. Really interesting. Okay, what did they do? This study examined the injury status in women runners who are randomized to receive a neutral stability or motion control running shoe. They had 81 female runners who were categorized into three different foot posture types, 39 neutral, 30 pronated, 12 highly pronated. And then they were randomly assigned a shoe, a neutral stability or motion control running shoe. They underwent baseline testing to record training history as well as leg alignment before commencing a 13-week half marathon training program. 
Outcome measures included number of missed training days due to pain and three visual analog scale items for pain during rest, activities of daily living, and with running. That's what they find. 194 missed training days were reported by 32% of the running population, with a stability shoe reporting the fewest missed days. And the motion control shoe the most. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. It's going to be confusing, and then I will summarize it, though. There was a significant main effect for footwear condition in both the neutral and pronated foot types. The motion control shoe reported greater levels of pain in all three VAS items. In neutral feet, the neutral shoe reported greater values of pain while running than the stability shoe. In pronated feet, the stability shoe reported greater values of pain while running than the neutral shoe. No significant effects were reported for the highly pronated foot, although this was limited by an inadequate sample size. Not a perfect study. None of them are. And what was the findings? The findings of this study suggest that our current approach of prescribing in-shoe pronation control systems on the basis of foot type is overly simplistic and potentially injurious. So you go, well, that doesn't help, Tom. So you're saying even if we figure out what foot type we are, then maybe that shoe isn't right. Well, maybe, maybe it's that. So you have to start there. You have to start with all those things, you know, what you're doing, how often you're doing it, what your foot type is, and then you have to have trial and error, okay? Because randomly assigned and the neutral shoe didn't work for the neutral people. So it's more complicated. It's not just as simple as picking the right shoe based on certain criteria, but you have to start there. You have to start there. But then we can get into, don't have to right here now, but so many other factors. One of the most important being too much too soon. Too much too soon. Running, walking, working out. It is much less common that people get injured when they start slowly, when you employ excessive moderation. All right. Can the shoe help performance? This is awesome. Uh, This is... uh, Sports Medicine, November 2017, a comparison of the energetic cost of running in marathon racing shoes. All right. The aim of this study was to determine if and to what extent these newly developed running shoes reduce the energetic cost of running compared with established marathon racing shoes. Can you buy shoes that help your performance? So before we're just like, can I just buy shoes that don't get get me hurt, that keep me from getting injured? That's super important. That's the most important thing first, right? Because I don't care if it improves your performance, if it gets you hurt then who cares, right? So not huge study, but 18 high caliber athletes ran six five-minute trials in prototype shoes and two established marathon shoes during three separate sessions, 14, 16, and 18 kilometers per hour. They measured submaximal oxygen uptake, carbon dioxide production, blah, 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 okay? Compared with the established racing shoes, the new shoes reduce the energetic cost of running in all 18 subjects tested. It worked, it made a difference. Less energy. You're going to run faster, longer. And the difference, 4.16 and 4.01% lower than in the NS and AB shoes when the shoe mass was matched. The observed percent changes were independent of running velocity. So what's the conclusion? It worked. The prototype shoes lowered the energetic cost of running by 4% on average. You may say that's not a big difference. Well, for many people, it's not. But if you're competitive, if you're running long distance, if you want a little advantage or some advantage and it all adds up, it matters. 
And they say, we predict that with these shoes, top athletes could run substantially faster and achieve the first sub two hour marathon. So that's where some of you, I'm not giving brands for a reason, uh, may know which shoe that is. Finally, I love this one. This is the most important. I was just going to, I was going to do a whole show on this, but I was like, you know, I want to give you, I need to give you more information to kind of flesh this all out. But is cost a factor? Is the more you spend better? Do you get a better shoe if you spend more money? And that was the analysis of this market research study back in 2019. That was the focus. Is more expensive better? Analysis of workout shoes, okay? Study analyzed 323,776 reviews of 336 workout shoes from 20 different brands. Holy huge study information, data, lots of data. The analysis found what? They focused on the pricing, rating, and savings for shoes across the entire category and individual brands. And they found that the data makes it clear that what? Expensive workout shoes. We're talking workout now, by the way, not running specifically, working out. So broad are not better than more affordable ones and are not needed to enjoy the benefits of working out. In fact, the inexpensive workout shoes are overall rated better than the more expensive workout shoe options. So they took those 336 workout shoes and they took them from the database and had the prices and ratings plotted against each other. And when you looked at that data, there was a trend line that clearly indicated a steady decrease in user satisfaction as the price increases. So an interesting study, market research, not a controlled, you know, double blind, all that kind of stuff that most of you, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It, it, it's different, but it's meaningful. The 10 most expensive running shoes surveyed, which ranged in price from $150 to $300, averaged a star rating of 82.7. By contrast, the 10 cheapest shoes, priced from $30 to $55, scored 2.3 percentage points higher at an average of 84.6. 30 to 55. Now, I'm always honest. My running shoes have never been that inexpensive. I wish they were. It's in between. I don't spend 300. I don't spend 200. Right around 100 bucks. And I try to get them on sale. But that's me. And I run a lot of miles now. On and off. Takeaway. We're done here. It's a tough topic. There is no simple answer. And there almost never is. So what do we know? We just know one way. I have so many different, I have four basic pairs that I've talked about, categories. I have total minimalist shoes, like, or barefoot shoes that I use on the beach, that I use sometimes on grass, but usually the beach, usually during my Nantucket camp. And they're, they're the Vibrams. I'll give the brand name there because that clarifies. Then I have my minimalist running shoes for three miles or less. That's where I'm going to strengthen my feet. I'll talk about that in another podcast. We want our muscles of our feet to get strong. One of the major issues we have is that we have been wearing shoes that are too supportive. This is the next podcast. This is the first one. We're not getting the feedback we need to. We're not strengthening our feet the way we need to. We're not getting that feedback that is super important on when to maybe slow down and stop and, and change the way we run. We shouldn't be changing the way we run, but we've been wearing business shoes and maybe overly supportive shoes for decades, and that's a problem, okay? 
So you got to figure out your specifics, know as much as you can about your body as possible. What kind of arches do you have? Are you a supinator or a pronator? Then start to experiment with different shoes. Try to find a reputable store in your area or online, whatever you can. So many different ways to access different things now. And then trial and error. But that's the hardest part is you got to give it time. And if you do too much too soon, if you don't do your strength training, if you have the weak muscles or the imbalances or the flexibility issues, how can you blame the shoes? So you need to work on all those things. And that's what I love about this show. And that's why I know, <laughs> you know, this is not a clickbait show. This is science. And this is going to help you live your best life because that's the goal. Give you all the information so you can start to say, okay, I know my friend wears that shoe, but, you know, they don't do what I do or their body is different in this way. Their goals are different. And then you try a shoe and you go, okay, that feels good. But, you know, trial and error. Try a bunch of different things. And then when you find something that works for you, you stick with it. And that's the answer. <laughs> there is no best. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could give you something more specific, but I will give you one final time my example of I have a couple, four different categories that I will rotate depending on what I'm doing. Did I give all four? I think I'll give two. <laughs> I have the minimalist. I have the Vibrams first, first like the least amount of support then the minimalist, then the trainer shoes when I go longer distances, and then I have trail shoes. And truthfully, the trail shoes I wear mostly when I walk the dog on trails because a lot of times I'm just wearing the trainer shoes on the trails unless they're super, super technical, but I'm not a huge trail runner. But my point is I have options. And final, final thought, you know, I've seen people wearing the Vibrams in Ironman races and different places where I would argue it's not going to work for the vast majority of people and oftentimes not that person either. And that's the takeaway. There's no one way. Have a couple different options. Try a bunch of different things. You don't have to spend a crazy amount of money. And don't listen to these experts who tell you their way is the only way. Not true. All right. Something just happened to my... Oh, all good. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Hope you aren't more confused. It's just more information. This show is all about giving you so much information to help you live your best life. That is the goal. All right, questions, reach out. Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter. Tom H. Fit, questions, comments, please rate the show. Follow the show if you have not already. All right, uh, any way you can, different uh, ways to listen and hear the show. Tell your friends. And if you want to reach out by email, go to fitnessdisrupted.com. And my most recent book is The Micro Workout Plan. And I want you to challenge yourself. I have a bunch of big events coming up for me at 52. Time to really start pushing myself again. I'm walking the walk right there with you. All right. So know that I'm not only giving you the information, but I am applying it, all of it, myself as well. Thank you for listening. And remember, there are three things we all control how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes, and that is awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.